Welcome everyone to Illusion Empire Podcast. It is I, Illusion Empire. Um, there will be some big changes that we'll implement starting on episode 36. And so we're continuing the old format of the episodes. So please excuse the music. Um, I'm living in a very diverse neighborhood, as you can tell. <laughs> but the thing is... Um, so the episodes are going to go through changes. Big, big format changes. Start at episode 36. Start at episode 36. We'll have a much bigger format, more clear, organized uh, type of podcast. So I'll be I'll be implementing that on episode 36. And you're gonna notice I'm promise you better quality. And I want to make sure that I provide more incentive. For your listening ship. Okay. So. Stating that. Um, what was we implemented immediately. Is. The how I'm going to divide the episode. If you divide by intro. Intros give you a summary of. What items are going to be there. And they, they be separated to three different segments. That's going to stay. Primary politics is always going to go first. Mid game, which is entertainment or game related, is going to be second. Then third is going to be WTF, weird topic finale. That's always going to be last. That's always an interesting, random topic, or it could be connection of one or two, or even both. So, if so, for the primary politics, we have a lot of news. I mean, we have. Six little items, and some of them are some are easily connected. For example, the RNC is going to move. Yep, There's some of the news on that. And then there is news of Dr. Fauci actually criticizing the WHO organization. That's interesting. Hmm, used to kind of side up with them. What that? What's going on with that, Dr. Fauci? I woke up some brain cells in there. Well, that's the second item. Third item is Rookie Cop has used some kind of funds for what? Well, you could probably figure that one out. And then the other one related to George Floyd is Derek Chauvin is eligible for some benefits. Even when he's charged with a crime. Yeah, not happy news for the BLM, the Antifa, or the people who wants um who who wants justice. This is an insult to them. I'm gonna get more details in that. Oh, and how local businesses or people in general adapting to Chaz. I'm gonna tell what Chaz is a little later on. So that's the first segment. These are the five items that we have for primary politics. The second set segment is mid-game. And we have some PS5 news here. They released this information um, yesterday and some of it on this morning, depending on what source you look at. I looked at GameSpot, so some of those sources were released. Um, um, this morning 
And of course, they revealed the PlayStation 5, how the console looked, it was its um, launch titles, and also their dual and their super recognizable and iconic dual shock. Well, it's no longer going to be dual shot. I'll tell you about those changes eh, a little bit later. Okay. And then for WTF, weird topic finale, we're going to talk about the history of the Great Wall of China. Well, it was one of the many purposes of this beautiful wall being built. Trust me, it's not a Donald Trump kind of wall. So this is something truly historical and something I would call a masterpiece compared to that metal rusted thing that Trump has put up. All right, these are your topics. I'm going to start the primary politics segment really soon. All right, here we go. We are at the first segment here, primary politics, and there is a lot of news going on. I mean, the political world has not slowed down since this pandemic. It really hasn't. So we get the first and simple news over with. So we have the RNC here, and they're supposed to have theirs at North Carolina, right? Their convention. But since the governor didn't want to open it without... The enforcement of social distancing. Donald Trump and the RNC said to hell with it. We'll find another location. And guess what? They're going to host it at Jacksonville, Florida. Because, of course, the governor, Ron DeSantis, is a lot more accommodating to President Trump. So, there you have it. So, they're going to move their convention to... um, Florida, and of course, this could be a strategic move because of Florida is the battleground state once again, and and it was a battleground state in 2016, so it's a battleground state, and they want to have it there, and they think that they have a chance to win Florida there. You know, give Florida social treatment love, you got all the Republicans gathering together. So, will it work? Only time will tell. So that's what we have for that. And then Mr. I didn't call him a doctor. He don't deserve to be called a doctor. Mr. Anthony Fauci has a has actually attacked the WHO organization, the World Health Organization. He has blasted a claim of all oh, the trans. Oh, people could could not get COVID-19 from human-to-human contact. He's finally blasted them for that. And he said, oh, it was very, very rare for that to happen. But you know that's not true. I mean, just look at the stats of the city. Look at New York City. Look at Los Angeles. Look at the big cities. Look at the data yourself. Check out worldometer.com. Okay? Just to check on the numbers. And it's not pretty in the big city. I'm just going to tell you that much. It is not beautiful at all. So that was an obvious lie 
from the WHO organization. Okay? So he's finally attacking them. There's going to be more, there's more articles of him attacking them, but he's finally attacking them. To be honest, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci is too little, too late. This kind of criticism should have been done between mid-March, mid-March, or early April, okay? But no, you was more agreement and complying with them at that time. So, should I take you seriously? Me, I won't. The listeners will decide that. But I will not, listener. I will not take him very seriously. To me, he has failed us. Okay? Over a hundred thousand Americans are dead from this sheer incompetence. This is not just from the federal government. I would say down to even state, local governments. A lot of people screwed up somewhere. This is why we will continue to live through these disgusting, these putrid endemics. If you don't learn, if you don't take healthcare as seriously as the military, you know what? You might have a better chance of fighting. But I don't want to dive too deep into the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Sadly, what's done is done. If you to blast them, Dr. Fauci, too little too late. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. It's very rare. Look at the stats. Transmission of that is very quick. Especially the asymptomatic ones. They spread that and they don't even know it. Okay? So that's that for the second item. The third item is going to piss off. This is going to really piss people off here. I'm going to give a trigger warning. This is a trigger warning. Right here. You know that rookie cop, uh, Thomas Lang? And one of the three who helped Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd? Well, guess what? He has used crowdfunding money to pay for his bail. His bail was $750,000. This is an insult to George Floyd's family. This is it right here. Um, Actually, let me revise that. This is a great disrespect to George Floyd's family. And God rest his soul, he's in heaven. George Floyd. I'm sure he's in heaven. No, whatever happened to him should have never happened. And I could have said, oh, fake $20 bill. Oh, you know, they had a criminal history. So what? Even criminals that get locked up have better treatment. They do the regular procedure. You know, Jesus Christ. So... 
So, you know, and to be honest, a lot of people do carry counterfeit. I could be carrying counterfeit. So, so that's the thing. A lot of people do carry one or two dollar bills that are counterfeit. You know, and some and sometimes it's given by the bank. Yeah, it's always a crook. Certain times are the banks. I mean, um, I mean, I almost got in trouble down in the bodega once because they said, "Oh, what's this fake twenty dollars?" Whoa! I normally check my my money's real, but obviously I forgot that day. But let me not make this about me. Let's make this all about George Floyd, his family. This is a massive, massive disrespect. And use of crowd. I mean, people has obviously paid for his release. I mean, you know, there is some support on the other side, unfortunately. There's still a good amount of pro Derek Chauvin's out there that obviously gave him enough money to bail out. I mean, how else is going to get it? There's some people supporting him in quiet, you know, quietly. So. You know, and of course, they're going to say, they, you know, Thomas Lane, his family, they're going to say that, oh, we oh, we appreciate the support and the prayers during this time. And then, of course, Mr. Thomas Lane and his wife are in a secret on this. <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm about to be upset here undisclosed location because of safety reasons. Yeah, the reason why they're doing that because they want the protesters, especially the rioters and looters to go after them. Right? So that's why they're there. They are in a hidden location, in other words. It's it's just uh, an insult. And and sadly, I'm going to pile up on the insult or disrespect. Oh, and guess what? The main guy who killed uh, Mr. Derek Chauvin. He will be eligible for pension benefits of over $1.5 million. Another. Another disrespect. And why is he getting that? Because he's been working there since 2001. And then, and then of course, he's eligible. He'll be eligible for that as early as 50. He's 44 years old right now. And then there's more information here about that. They clarify it. Employees terminated voluntarily or for the cost of eligible future benefits unless they choose to forfeit them and receive refund of all contributions made during their employment according to the association, the Association of Minnesota Public Employees Retirement Association. And um, to be honest... He shouldn't be getting that money. In my honest opinion, he shouldn't be getting that money. 
He should have been, but he's eligible if he received him, but he's 44. And we, they might have to rethink about this, the association. They have to rethink about this because he killed George Floyd. He does not deserve that pension. What's the fence? Oh, that was only one mistake. Yeah, a mistake that took out a, a human being. Okay? A human being who had dreams. Um, he had dreams become something great. But you know what? I think he will be able to achieve his dreams through spirit. So fortune had to be spirit. He should have been living. So... That's what we got here. And all these sources I got so far from the New York Post. I know it's Republican-leaning, but they are. But they are good at reporting some facts. Not all of it. Please excuse the noise. You may hear a little car thing. My neighborhood's excited, as always. Um, And we have this very interesting news here about... Uh, a protest has gained... Actually, I'm not going to say protest. More like the rioters and looters and the criminals. I mean, I'd, sadly, I think some of the pro, innocent protesters got caught up with this. You know, someone's just walking to something that... That has... Um, what will you call it? How can I put this? They have walked into unattended consequences. In their... I'm guessing in their view right so they have so there is one part of Seattle Washington that is no longer considering itself the United States of America instead it is calling itself Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone Chaz for short and the reason why they was able to gain this territory is because the Seattle Police Department decide not to tackle the protesters, the rioters, and looters head on. Instead, they choose to retreat because they want their police stations and want their municipal buildings to be destroyed. Yep. Because they already had their ugliness, and they they were reported here according to Yahoo News. Several nights of showdowns between police and protesters, and cops has used a good amount of tear gas and flash grenades. Okay, and they have achieved this a few days ago, and they'll left them to have the streets. And police are no longer in that territory, and they are building. You know, some sort of territory in there. And the local businesses that is part of this Chaz zone. That's actually redundant. That part of Chaz. It'll be, it'll be two S's I have to do. If I have to say like that. But no. They have... The businesses are helping them supply food. Because they are restaurants as part of Chaz. And, you know, I don't blame them. What are they going to do? Fight off a couple hundred people. I don't care how strong those people are. They will not be able to take all, you know, they will not be able to take them down. I'm sure, sadly, a 
a good amount of them are, uh, you know, violent people in Seattle. You know, some of them are anarchists. You know, Trump, of course, he bash and call them domestic terrorists, whatever. He likes to just paint things with a broad stroke. I just think there is definitely more innocent people than, sadly, the the anarchists, the rioters, for those who likes to cause massive. Well, well, they will want to achieve massive destruction. I should say, and. And it's crazy. I mean, they're achieving interesting feats. This um, this group in um, Seattle, Washington. I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's practical because if you cut yourself off for the rest of the country, who's going to help you in the long run? Those businesses can only provide so much, and how's the food shipments going to get in there? That food's not gonna last forever. You have a couple of hundred people in there. Oh yeah, that, that food's gonna be gone. And then just to add more to it, there's other reports stating that the home, you know, they gave the food to the homeless, saying, "Look, we have better society, you know. I mean, it's nice we did for the homeless, but what about the food for y'all? Y'all gonna go crazy. You might wanna attack each other." You know, things is just going to end ugly, really. And the only thing, things is going to get better, and it could be two ways. There's the so-called uglier kind of way, which is jazz expands, takes over more restaurants, more food supplies. Or the police and the other law enforcement municipalities um, are going to... Take them when they're, you know, take them down when they're weak. And there's report of a warlord. They got a warlord in there. I thought they didn't want, um, thought they want to be autonomous. I, I don't know what happened to that. Once you have a warlord, you're no longer an autom- the autonomous zone. You're just not. That warlord has power, and I won't be surprised if that warlord. Actually, according to reports, they confirmed that um, him and his buddies got guns. So if you dare try to disrespect that warlord, you're going to be injured or even killed. So I really don't think the practicality of Chaz is going to work out. I really don't. Protests. Yes, I support protests. That's your right. But if you're going to... And police. My message to you. Don't attack the peaceful protesters. Save that aggression for the rioters and looters. Of course, pay attention to protesters. But don't. Don't. Try not to attack them. I'm not an expert in law. But just do your best, officers. Especially at this time. The climate's not very friendly towards you. I get that. Trust me, I do. And there are, I mean, you could go read into this about how, you know, impractical this chasting is. But a long run is just not going to work. It's going to die out. People's going to eventually go against each other. And unfortunately, more, I think more life is going to be lost. 
And of course, black lives do matter. But are y'all gonna get the good result through Chaz? We'll see. I really don't see how it could be better for them. I mean, I really don't. I pray to God they could just change all this because this is just really getting out of hand. I mean, can this happen across America eventually? Of course. But I don't think other police departments are going to do what Seattle did, just retreat and let them take over. I mean, a good example would be Pat Lynch. But, you know, he's the, the governor. <laughs> the president of the Sergeant's Benevolent Association in New York, and he's quite fed up. He's definitely not going to put up with shit. All right? He's not. He's already he's more pissed off than ever. Since, you know, in his view, a lot of police are being demonized. I think demonizing too many officers is no good either. Really, it really isn't. We should just keep it only on the few officers that are dirtbags, that have made, that have made, you know, that have used their power for raw, for corruption, have abused it. Okay, so it's just, it's a mess. It's a real mess. And hopefully, and hopefully, this will just end. All right, to wrap that, to wrap out this sarcastically calling it a bundle of joy here. So you have the RNC that's moving from North Carolina to Florida for um to please Trump and the RNC, and then we have Anthony Fauci who has criticized who when it's too little, too late. That's at least two months overdue. Okay, and and you know, there's a chance that um, they're actually getting benefits from this uh, officer. The officer already got you know enough crowdfunding source money to free himself, and Derek Trump may be eligible for pension. Not a good idea. Not a very good idea on that. And then Chaz have successfully taken over seven blocks of Seattle, Washington, and established their own community, their own little country. You know, they spike call themselves autonomous, but they're going to have to become dependent soon because food's going to run out. They already gave a lot of them to the homeless people. And they have a, they have a warlord who, of course, got the weapons and the goods like that. You know, he can maintain his power. Him and his group's power. So, ironically, they already fulfilled. They fulfilled the um, power vacuum. Yeah. So that's all we got from here. Well, right after this sponsor, we reached to a second segment, and thank God, a lot more happier segment. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast 
so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. segment of this podcast called Mid-Game. Yeah, I'm going to call it Mid-Game. Sounds so much better than Entertainment. Entertainment sounds bland. So, the PS5 had it. Good event, to be honest. Only pay attention to it here and there. I'm just going to give you the short version, the highlighted version of it. So, they finally released their um, console, what it looks like, their controller. They know they're not going with the dual shock, they're going with dual sense. And I'll get to a little more details why they're doing that. Then they, of course, have some launch titles that they're going to put so they can showcase the power of this new console. How this is going to be better than the PlayStation 4. How is this going to beat the Xbox Series X. And how they're going to beat the Nintendo Switch. Those are their competitors. So let's get right into it. So they have entitled their thing The Future of Gaming. And you know what? I cannot argue with that. There are, um, they're gonna have Grand Theft Auto 5 for there. That's, you know, great news. Of course, they're gonna have enhancements. It's gonna be expanded. It's coming in 2021. And it's gonna be free online for all the PlayStation 5 owners. And then Miles Morales, the current generation Spider Man, he's gonna have his own game. And this can be released during the holidays of this year. So, and this is a enhanced, expanded version of the 2018 game. So they're putting so far. They're putting. They are giving out better, more enhanced versions of their old games. I think it's smart for the Grand Theft Auto. I don't know about the Miles Morales thing. I've not really looked into that, to be honest with you. There's a couple of other games here, and then they're going to have a some that sounds like a spinoff from the Little Big Planet. It's called Sackboy, A Big Adventure. It's going to be a 3D platforming kind of game. That's going to be interesting. If you're going to remove all that building creativity, I mean, I'm not sure it's going to be good for a Little Big Planet. I played some of their games. It's fun. 
The reason I don't play them too much because I can become a no life. I mean, that's how, that's how interesting it is. And then they got a couple of, um, they got a couple of the games here. I'm not going to give you all of them. Nope. I only have Odd World. No, Odd World. That's a classic, that one. PlayStation 1 classic. And that's from, that's from, um, this is definitely a continuation from the old Outworld for PlayStation 1, where you play as an alien, as a free, all his species from a factory that want to make them into food. And that's interesting how that's going to show the new technology. I think the new technology could work. I mean, the remastered version of it for the, well, I played for the Xbox One. As demonstrate very clearly that the graphic updates doesn't really, you know, kill the gameplay and a feel for it too much. It really doesn't. And Hitman 3 continues. Um, and, he has a, and, and this is going to be the giant mansion in the very dark forest. going to be in January 2021. And of course, we got NBA 2K21. Of course, they, you know, they always need that. Always need that. And of course, we're going to have another Resident Evil games. We said the village. And it's going to be the creepy forest. I don't know. It's giving a mixture feel to me as Resident Evil 7 because they're going to maintain a first person view gameplay to maintain a very creepiness, a very dark feel. And then it's going to be like Resident Evil 4 because you do travel to a certain amount of forests as Resident Evil 4. So that's going to be an interesting take. And then they even said there's going to be werewolves. So that's... They call Resident Evil Village, but we all know how it's going to be Resident Evil 8. I mean, come on now. That's a, that's a dead giveaway, in my honest opinion. And this is from GameSpot, the site that I trust when it comes to any of this. And continuing on... Um, the controller of PlayStation 5's DualSense. It has some very adaptive triggers. It says that's very good. That's haptic feedback, which means it should be very good. I mean, that control should be responsive as soon as you touch it. Because, you know, sometimes the controllers, certain times with Nintendo, feel like it's a bit laggy at times, especially for Xbox. So, definitely Xbox, I feel it's more laggy. PlayStation controls, I feel like it's been more responsive. That's why a lot of fighters, and they, they, I think that's why they prefer PlayStation because it, it, it is sensitive enough just to respond correctly. And so I see a lot of fighters prefer PlayStation over Xbox. Xbox, it does get a little lagged input. I've seen that for myself. Not an expert that, but I've seen it for myself with, with that. And it's gonna have 4K Ultra Blu ray technology, that's what the system's gonna have. And it controls those screen motion, and that's built in microfi, even a headset piece in there, so you don't have to buy a, a little device to speak on. It's built right in there. So that's great. It's great stuff. And I've seen the console. I've seen the console. It looks futuristic. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a, of a building. I think I saw on Australia. I think they, I think they took a little bit of, uh, of a design from the from this conf- 
reference where some somewhere in Sydney, Australia, that beautiful building with that white that white building that has its look like it's have its wings protruding out. I mean, it, it's just one. It, it looks very futuristic to me. I feel like, feel like you're finally advancing in time instead of going back. The ones I feel like we actually are going to the future. I mean, to me, I, I like that feeling. To be honest, I like that. And a controller. I mean, it's mostly white. The console. I mean, what was the last time I had that color? That was what the PlayStation One. It was that dull gray color. I like the dull gray color. Because yeah, the rest of them was black or chrome. The PlayStation Two, Three, and Four. They all had that that very dark color. But now PlayStation Five has that white color. I mean, the way it reminds me a little bit, a little bit, but definitely a much more stylish version of the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 was mostly white, unless you get a special edition. I mean, I'm sure they have special editions as they come out different colors, and maybe I'll get that sometime next year. But I don't like to get things right away because always the first version of game systems. Has most glitches, and they are normally the most expensive. So no, I'm not getting that right away. I'm just not gonna get that right away. You know, I'm just not gonna get that right away. I mean, it looks great. I mean, the graphics of the games is phenomenal. You know, and and not, and I think I almost forgot to mention that. It's gonna have 3D sounds. It's gonna feel like you're in the game world as opposed to feeling like you're just you know, watching it. You know, feel like you're part of the game. That's gonna be exciting, to be honest. I mean, I know a couple of relatives that are big PlayStation fans. I'm sure they're excited for this game system. So I start to say they delayed it to just show support for Black Lives Matter, which is a good move. But I'm not sure releasing it at this time is gonna cause some backlash. I hope not. I'll just forgive PlayStation, Sony for that. And we'll see. I don't think you get backlash. You wanna know why? Because a big company is getting backlash right now. This is slightly off topic, but this needs to come out. It's um Starbucks. Because of their ban of Black Lives Matter um clothing and they should know better because last year they went through a snafu with racism so the fact that they're not learning from this and they're supporting the lgbtq over them they're in a tough situation that's what he did was right but you just gotta embrace it all let it be starbucks you you could avoid this backlash at least playstation Gave them support. A lot of big companies did, but you didn't. Starbucks. That's why you got the backlash, and even now you retract. But it's too little, too late. Damage is already done. There's already articles out there giving alternatives to Starbucks, especially black-owned businesses. Alternatives to Starbucks. So, I mean, are you gonna recover? Uh, Starbucks gonna cover this? Of course they will. You're just gonna, you know, it's gonna take some time now, especially the Haida's movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not slowing down; it's getting bigger. 
It's not slowing down anytime soon. So that's all I have to say about PlayStation. Um, that was, you know, I think that was a very good um, conference based on the parts I saw. I see the whole thing because I have an attention span of a five-year-old. I I do, especially if it's not interesting. I'm going to get bored. I'm going to be unfocused. So I'm insulting myself there, but it's true. I have an attention span of a five-year-old. So uh, that's that for that segment. And after this minor break, we will hit the third and final segment. final segment of this podcast weird topic finale or WTF for short so there's a it's something a little interesting and I did set myself up here I have to be honest um this is um, definitely not as interesting as I thought it would be after I reread this article but anyways um the reason why I decided to pull this article up is only for one main reason this is about to get a greater context of the build of, of course, the Great Wall of China, right? One of the, of course, one of the seven wonders of the world. And it's such a magnificent um, build. I've seen it many times as a kid. As I wonder, how can humans build that? I mean, such a big and long. Um, contraption. It's a much more beautiful wall than the border of the United States. I would say that much. It has curves and swerves and it's thick. Some parts of the wall are high. Some parts of the wall are low. Are low. So, is population control was one of it? Actually, yes. But a lot, but some historians or some people just assume. It was built just uh, uh, ward off Genghis Khan. And you know, this wall has been long being built. You know, some portions of the wall has been long built, has been completed before even Genghis Khan was even born. So to say that, it's ridiculous. And then... That even Fox News said it was ridiculous because according to the subsequent study found that the fortification wasn't built to starve off evading horsemen, instead to manage nomadic shepherds. Yes, nomadic shepherds. And then this article goes deep into how you got fasting and all that. That's not all that interesting to me. Okay. And the shepherds they're talking about is the 21st century nomads that be that be at the Mongolian steep. Okay, and these folks here they ride in camel, 
okay they have large tents they have fools you know they, they nomadic they don't go one place and settle there for years okay and they have to pay rent and they have a small they bring their kitchen they bring their stuff and they bring a small kitchen they have a sink an electric burner they have beds they've got their holy figures in the a fireplace in the center and the fact that he keeps setting this keeps setting up when he moves to place to place it's it's simply amazing to me and then they put a little uh, a little gur which is to protect them from the rain because you know they need to cook with fire if they don't got that they're screwed and I gonna kill them yucky yucky bacteria. Ain't no and you have to understand here. Mongolians are great, great, great writers. I mean they could ease I mean there's a lot of evidence that dates back to the medieval times when Genghis Khan conquered so much of Asia, even chunks of Europe. Alright. And they drink their they drink they eat but you know this is 21st century and some have even motorcycles yeah and even the world bank um i would say about 65 percent of them have electricity which is a good thing so they're not to starve there as much but um you know, so as more people do get spoiled with technology, so I wonder how they're gonna manage that. And then they move away from the cities because it's too um, expensive. Of course, the youngest prefer to stay there, especially if they could find, you know, a very good livelihood. They do they find a nice livelihood? And they've been, of course, just like any other part of the world, they've been. In their population's been increasing. You know, this 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 is just the cycles that um, society goes through. They went through their urbanization, and about almost you know a good chunk of them are nomads. And you know, people don't ride in goats and horses like they used to. But you know, the parents still try to teach the kids how to. You know, know who you are, to know where you come from, so you won't forget your identity, right? Or, or even to maintain some kind of cultural preservation. Because if you don't teach a kid all those cultural things, there's a good chance that that culture could die off eventually. So if you don't teach the young, why well, think culture be preserved for some parts of culture be preserved for thousands of years? Because the elder, the wise, teach the young the ways that the you know, family live and how they live as a society. You know, teach them that, they'll be lost. So that's the population that they are that they are keeping control for, for the Mongolian um, the Mongolian nomads. That's all there is to it. The rest of it is just about how people assume things. Uh, to, uh, it's not that interesting to me how they assume all oh, this is built up against Genghis Khan. I said, well, not during that time. So the high will suggest them otherwise. But now, 
they're trying to protect um trying to protect itself from the Mongolians, you know. Of course they do nomad, but not like they used to back back then a good chunk of them used to do nomadic um nomadic had a they had a nomadic lifestyle. They did, they had a nomadic lifestyle and they traveled, they have their food, their tents set up and they sleep for the night. You know, they you know there's certain people that still live like a nomad. You know, and digital nomad is very possible. Yeah, just just have a laptop, a you know, charger, just find a, a charging station or or plug that's available that has electricity flowing through there and sit there. You know, that's digital nomad. I mean, that's possible for 21st century Mongolians. Just make sure that they don't glue their eyes to the computer for so long. You know, so. That's all I gotta say about that. It's interesting how they trying to how the kids like the the modernized city lifestyle, but parents you know teaching them that look this is and you know this is the way that your ancestors did things and have some sort of cultural preservation. Have them you know riding through the the grasslands, even through um riding near the Great Wall of China. So this is what we used to do. And they have them set up tent. So they call it Gur. Um and they they set it up and they sleep there for the night, especially when it's raining. Um, and of course they use fire to cook. They have some sort of kitchen set up. I mean the way they do that is simply amazing to me. I mean me, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to do it. not even 10% of what they do to be honest. I'm, you know, I'm a, they call me a fat, lazy, spoiled American at that point. Well, you know, it's, you know, I, I'll find that cool. I mean, you know, to each his own. That's what I have to say. To each his own. And, you know, this, as you can tell by now, the this podcast episode's coming down when its intensity and negativity is more on an interesting side to see. Well, and you know, the ironic part is I could connect this to Chaz is that maybe if the Chaz be nomadic maybe if the Chaz be become very nomadic then they might be able to live but the but the problem is they're gonna have to travel very carefully because once they break up now the police is gonna be after them, especially outside of Seattle. Not all parts of America is gonna to tolerate that, especially in, especially in some of the red states. And red means more Republican leaning places where Republicans have Republicans have a better chance of winning. Someone's gonna be ready just to shoot you down. I'm just gonna say like it is. They're gonna just shoot you down because you're trying to. Trying to um, not intimidate them necessarily, but trying to go aggressively towards them. So, I mean, not all of America is going to pull up with that. Urban areas are more likely to put up with it because they're more liberal, they're open. But some parts of America are very, very, I don't think conservative is the right word, but they're more traditional and they're going to maintain their traditional ways. So just watch it. Not everyone's going to roll over backwards. 
Um, that's not a threat. I just say that's just uh, an advice. You know, so don't tread. So don't travel too far off. You know, that's all I gotta say. If you want this chass thing to work, I don't support the chass thing. But if I if I was the advisor, I'd tell them to tread carefully. And definitely um, make some allies among the restaurants, among farmers. If I was them, but I don't think they can listen to me. No, they can listen to me. So maybe they have some more Mongolian-like mindset. I think the Chaz move. I think the Chaz um, setup would have been far more sustainable. That's the connection I can make to the first episode. And the whole PlayStation Five thing. Well, the only thing could fit into that is just a whole. Yeah, it's gonna be just a distraction, just entertainment. Rather put that in Chaz or in Mongolian society. I'm sure someone could afford it. So nah, that's the only way it could connect to all of this. So in conclusion, uh, you know, some people assume that the Chinese wall was just. Built to stave off the Mongolian invasion. No, it was more to main to maintain sort of some sort of control of the nomadic shepherds, which is the Mongolian steppe people. And they do have they do have that today in this current century. And they bring their tents, they ride horses. Some even bring their motorcycles. The nut. Kitchen supplies, food, fire, or even a gur, just to、uh, build a temporary shelter for the night. And as the kids like the more modern and urban and、um, city lifestyle, but the parents still insist and instill their ways to them, so they could know what it means to be a Mongolian and have a cultural, cultural. Preservation. Alrighty, so that is it for this podcast. Thank you for listening, and have a good day or night.